Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play every single day with your kids. The podcast that helps you anchor your days in self-care so you can be the best version of yourself and have more joy every single day. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am the founder and developer of Play for Life Moms. I am so glad you're here. Do you ever wonder if you live with hobbits? You know those really cute characters that never wear shoes? but are always trying to have breakfast and second breakfast, (laughs) Um, third breakfast. Hobbits are amazing. But the point of this episode, episode 23, is not to talk about hobbits. Today, we're going to talk about meal planning and all the things that moms do or you do as a family about meals and how we can simplify it so you can have more intention for the things that you enjoy. So you should know straight off before we begin this episode that I am not a foodie for every single meal. There are times where I enjoy making a fancy meal, but most of the time in this current age and stage of my kids and season of this life, most of the season of motherhood, actually. Food is just a form of function for me. Uh, A required pause for connection, a pause for making more dishes, pause to unload the dishwasher. And while I appreciate the privilege of where I live and the plethora of choices, that I can choose from the American grocery stores, right? It it just means that there's more decisions to make. And sometimes the idea of feeding people stresses me out. So today's episode is inspired by that idea. And I first have a quote for you which is really more of a poem from one of my favorite artists, Brian Andreas. And he um, designs these really cool sculptures based out of reclaimed barns. Anyways, his art is found at storypeople.com. I'll link that in the show notes. And here's his story on food. It's called Real Reasons. There are things you do because they feel right and they may make no sense and they may make no money and it may be the real reason we are here to say we love each other and to eat each other's cooking and say it was good. That's that little poetry always inspires me to get back into the kitchen. Anyways, so today's episode meal planning, there was a time when my friends were talking about a homeschool support group meeting they went to. Those are real things, homeschool support groups. And one of the questions was, how do you make lunches every single day? And so we're going to start with lunches in this episode. 
because lunches always sneak up on me. So here's one of the ways I can make lunches every single day. One, I bought one of those vegetable-like trays from Amazon. It's like a plastic Rubbermaid five-compartment container with a dip bowl in the middle. And I fill it up. I fill it up with all sorts of chopped up produce a couple times a week. Wipe it down, clean it up when it needs it. And I just keep filling it. So when lunch comes around and people are starving, or anytime people are starving, the first thing that comes out is the tray of vegetables. Okay? There are seasons in my life where life is too crazy and chopping up the vegetables seems too hard. And then I buy the pre-chopped up vegetables because it's a luxury I can. But ideally, I'm always offering that tray first. The second thing that saves me at lunches is knowing how big the lunchable industry is, right? Cheese, meats, crackers, almost always a fantastic lunch. And I just put them out on a tray, a giant tray for everyone, and there we go. The third thing I do that saves lunch is pre-making sandwiches. So this one's really good if you're going to go out on an outing and if your kids enjoy peanut butter and jelly still or some sort of nut butter and jelly type sandwiches, you can actually make these ahead of time by the whole loaf. Like I buy a bread loaf just for this, make all the sandwiches, put them in the freezer and voila, (laughs) when I want to go on an adventure, I pull them out of the freezer that morning when we leave, and by the time it's lunchtime, they're mostly defrosted, and if they're not defrosted all the way, um, my kids can still eat them, and they feel cold, so it's great. So those are my tips for lunches. The fourth tip I have for lunches is to put your kids in charge of it. This one is still a work in progress in my house. I am working towards independent lunch makers. There, I said it. (laughs) I am working towards this. I would love it by the beginning of summer, end of this summer of 2019, that my kids are all independent lunch makers. That would be amazing. Now, let's talk about breakfast. How do you deal with breakfast? You might not be a morning mom like I am. You might need to sit quietly and slowly wake up to the world. If I get enough sleep, I just pop out of bed. But if I don't get enough sleep, then I drag. And so breakfast means to me having a short list of options that are simple and self-sufficient. So there's a lot of toast with nut butter in our house. There's hard-boiled eggs. There's oatmeal. When I make a batch of muffins or bread, I double the batches so that there can be some in the freezer and then they can heat them up and defrost them as we go. Another way that I use the freezer for breakfast is that when I'm in a smoothie kick, I pre-make my smoothies into little Ziploc bags. So all I have to do in the morning is grab the smoothie and it includes like my already frozen spinach, 
bananas, nut butter, whatever I want in my smoothie, chia seeds, whatever it is, whatever is my trend at that time. But all I have to do is dump that into my blender and add the liquid. There's no measuring in the morning. I don't have to think about anything. I make frozen individual smoothie bags. Um, my kids will use these too. That they use my Ninja blender and they are able to master that. At least my um, 11 and 12 year olds are. They can make smoothies on their own. Now, if these ideas seem like they're too much for you and you just want everyone to sit down and eat breakfast together, maybe that's your family meal of the day, then consider posting a weekly breakfast menu where every day of the week it's assigned a special task like waffles, eggs, oatmeal. Just stick to that and make it work for your family. I know there are many different ways that families make time for conversation and noticing the good together and laughing and sometimes having a sit-down breakfast with your whole family is the best option. So consider a weekly rotating breakfast menu because that is one of my tips for dinner, right? Is to make a simple list of about 21 different recipes that your family actually enjoys and then assign them to a three-week rotation and just keep using them until you're bored. That is the season of life I am in right now where the simpler, the better. The time that I used to have for meal prep for dinner is now being used to drive kids to sports practices. So I needed an idea that would keep it all going without a lot of brain power every single day. This idea of a rotating simple menu also allows me to add in pre-made freezer meals or pre-prepped freezer meals, which is one of my biggest tips. I have been using meal planning services since I was a newlywed. So you have to know that I have tried out meal planning services before the smartphone existed, right? Like I would get a weekly PDF download with a grocery list and it really helped me expand my cooking skills. If you talk to a family that I babysat in college, I'm pretty sure they thought I would be having frozen meals every single day of my adult life because I just couldn't figure out how to make dinner. And recently, with a couple of moves, I have also given myself permission to try out those fancy um, meal prep things that get delivered to your house. I don't know what the, how to describe them, right? Where they send a box that's got all the things you need for like three meals in it. Totally great. Not my favorite thing because... The meals are a little bit too fancy for me sometimes. And with having a food allergy, their choices are not always huge. But it can totally help. Because for me, the point of all of this for meal prep and talking about it is to be able to sit down and enjoy the conversation at any of these meals. 
because food is a a time to sit and enjoy. The act of a meal is a nice ritual in our days. It's an anchor point, right? Because we all need to eat. So I try to maximize that time when we're all sitting down at the same time to have big conversations. When I was a kid, my mom used to ask us every dinner for a while, what was the worst thing that happened during your day? And what was the best thing that happened during your day? I've asked my kids that question, um, but I also have been gifted conversation jars where there's like little strips of paper with random questions. I know you can find these sort of things on Pinterest. Right now though, you can also just talk about the good, right? I am hosting a Notice the Good Challenge. It was episode 22 of the podcast. So go listen to that and sign up for the Notice the Good Challenge. It's bit.ly slash notice good. You can sign up anytime and hop right in where you are. And my last and final meal prep meal tip is to know your truth. If you need to, do not feel bad about using paper plates. It is always my go-to when life feels overwhelmed. It's much more a value for me and an importance to actually sit down and enjoy the meals together. And if I'm already mentally cringing about all the dishes, then I'm not going to enjoy it. So give yourself the gift of using paper plates. I know you won't do it forever. You love the environment just like me. So give yourself permission to use the paper plates if you need them. This week's self-care is to pause in the middle of meals this week and take family photos. Remember, childhood is only a season of 940 weeks, and you're going to probably want to look back at these ordinary, extraordinary moments. So pause and take some dinner time selfies. Maybe it will help you realize the good that's already happening at your meals and just just enjoy them. Maybe meals are already enjoyable and a source of complete laughter and banter and inside jokes. Fantastic. Document that with a selfie, a family selfie, a family groupie this week. Okay. Your family play idea this week is shadow puppets. We've got some rainstorms expected to come this way because it's April and April showers bring May flowers. So rainy days are perfect shadow puppet days, especially if you're finding yourself trapped for tornadoes. So play some shadow puppets and see what you can do. Can you graduate above the bunny and the butterfly? Um, I'm not sure if I can, but it, Oh, there's a dog. I can do a dog. So make yourself a challenge. Use the internet to help you. I'm sure you can learn all sorts of amazing shadow puppets. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving five stars and review. Those help other people find this podcast. I appreciate the community we're building. And 
go enjoy your kids. Go connect. Go pause, connect, and play more. Enjoy your life. You only get one. Have an amazing week. Bye.